Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a big week for us, a big week for you. Opportunity to do something good, helping out Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. I'll hit you a little pitch before you even know what we're talking about. And that this time of year... Speaking for myself, but I think I'm speaking for a lot of people. There's a tendency to throw around a little dough on yourself, whether you're eating out or buying this or that, or you're going somewhere or whatever. A little self-indulgence this time of year. How about you throw a little money toward something good? Yep. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, a fantastic organization that serves our nation's heroes when they need it the most, the seriously injured post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury victims, those undergoing physical or occupational therapy, transitioning warriors have been medically retired and are in the community trying to figure out at at that just rough moment of their lives what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. And Warrior Foundation Freedom Station performs miracles and saves lives every day and is incredibly efficient with your money. Uh, To tell you a little more and to get things rolling officially, please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Sandy Lemkuler, the CEO and founder of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Hello, Sandy. How are you? Hi. Merry Christmas, you guys. We can say that, right? Sure. Absolutely. You can say anything on our show you want. And and one of the reasons uh, Sandy says Merry Christmas, well, we'll let you explain. What does Warrior Foundation Freedom Station do every Christmas that's so special? Well, I have to share with you, and this Last year in particular, um, a lot of our warriors are going up at the hospital. Now, we're talking about active duty as well as medically retired warriors. So it's kind of two different segues. Um, But the warriors up at the barracks um, in particular this year, I go up there every year as I'm up there frequently. But they said, ma'am, we really want to go home. We really want to go home for Christmas. And these are young warriors. They can't afford a flight plus other things that they are paying for in life. And I get that the government covers a lot of it, but it is still something that I think our country can do better. Our country can get these young men and young women home to wake up in their own bed, with their in their own state, with their own family. I mean, who doesn't want that flair? that tradition of sitting around the table with their family. And so they said to me a couple of things. Ma'am, we really want to go home. Can we go home this year again? And I said, I will do my best. I will ask Armstrong and Getty, the secret Santas of the world, (laughs) to to help us get these warriors home. So... We also, you know, we have a, a foundation that also helps our warriors not only during the holidays but all year long. And so I just wanted to share with you that they're already kind of thinking airplane, home, big Marine blanket, big Navy blanket, big Air Force blanket, big Army blanket over their shoulder, getting off the plane and having their family there to meet them. And so what does it cost on average? I know you keep track of this to send a, a warrior home, just to give people an idea of uh, what their donations are doing. I try to average it out. You know, flights are all over the place right now cost-wise. But truly about $603 is what we're averaging to send them home round trip. We can't just send them one way. 
Can't you know what? I've got to. I've got to jump in. I got to jump in right here, Sandy. Okay. So this is how careful Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is with your money. You ask Sandy what's the average, and she says about six hundred and three dollars. <laughs> I mean, that is how tight they pinch the pennies to make sure every cent of your donations goes to the actual heroes. And and you know, just a, another point. A lot of these guys are dealing with traumatic physical injuries or brain injuries. They're rehabbing. They're undergoing surgeries. The rest of it, it's the, it is definitely the hardest time they will ever live in their lives. And the idea that we will send them home to be with mom and dad and sister and brother and see their old buddies and reconnect with who they are and, and find that strength from their families. I mean, you've seen the effect that has, Sandy. I have, and I, I will share with you that, you know, luckily... The times have changed. We have a little bit different injury. And sometimes these warriors that are up at the hospital are not allowed to be able to go home. So we are going to bring in family members, bring them to San Diego so that they can be with their warrior for the holiday. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas. It can be Thanksgiving. It can be New Year's. But when the doctors allow them to have visitors and and see their family members, we're going to bring them in. And we have a location called Legacy House uh, that we put them in if the Fisher House is full. So it's not only we send them home, but we bring mom or dad here if need be. That's absolutely fantastic. By the way, if this is starting to strike a chord with you, go to armstrongandgetty.com. we got a big banner there. It's simple to donate. just takes you a couple of minutes. Indeed. And, and you know, the point I was trying to make a second ago was just that, uh, and Sandy has told us about this, after that visit home or the the folks coming to see that, that wounded warrior, um, the guys who are getting tired and discouraged with their physical therapy and their rehab and they're learning to deal with their prosthetic limbs or whatever, it's just a jolt of energy and can really be a powerful force for healing. So uh, give as generously as you can, uh, armstrongandgetty.com. It's extremely obvious where to click and the rest of it, and, and give as generously as you can. They feel unstoppable again when they come back. They're just unstoppable, and that's what we want our military to know is that we support them, and our country loves them, and we want them not to see any disability, but only see possibility. And that's truly what I work hard for. Right. Sandy Lemcooler, the founder and CEO of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Sandy, we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you a little later yep. in the week. Perfect. Thank you so much, you guys. Truly, you do make their Christmas, and you do help us make the magic of Christmas up in the halls of the barracks. We will be decorating up there early so that they can kind of get in the spirit. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Terrific. Well, the, the folks get the credit. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. And, and just, you know, real quickly, I, I think there are probably you, you folks are so aware of what's going on in the world and the news and the rest of it that you're thinking, well, wait a minute. We're, I mean, there are the terrible injuries and deaths in Afghanistan, uh, but that's over more or less. And Iraq is mostly over. So is there a need? You know, we've talked about this. We are in something like 80 countries. It might be more. 80. Now, some of them are nice, stable military bases where, you know, there's not a lot of fighting going on. There's lots of training, which can be dangerous and that sort of thing. But we have special forces. We have Navy SEALs. We have Marines all over the world engaging Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, stuff we're never going to hear about. And the need continues. So, again, go to armstrongandgetty.com. 
And also in terms of the location where your foundation freedom station, the San Diego area, but wherever you're listening in the country, you could have, you know, somebody graduated from your local high school, joined the military, went to Iraq or Afghanistan or any of the places Joe mentioned and needs the benefit of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and they end up in San Diego. So, I mean, it's a, it's a nationwide thing. Well, right, yeah, that's the one of the super giant military hospitals, um, and it's, uh, and yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with the military, you go where they tell you to go. So we're going to try to raise a half a million dollars just off the Armstrong and Getty show uh, by itself, which is a, a big ask. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, I'm at the website, and we are currently at, no, we just kicked this off like an hour ago, we're currently at $18,000 on our way to five hundred. but, you know, obviously we need to average about a hundred grand a day to get there. Uh, we like the tradition, hopefully that can get going, of people with wacky names when they donate, because mm. you can put whatever you want to show up. I mean, you can be anonymous if you want to donate anonymously, but if you want to have a wacky name in there, <laughs> that's that's pretty common. Um, you know, corn pop donates a hundred dollars, whatever. Sure, sure. The Hunter Biden School of Art and might be good for a thousand. Uh, right, and w- what we've seen in the past is a lot of people end up donating money just to get their wacky name mentioned. So people donate, you know, might donate twenty five dollars, really just so they could get. But that's fine; it all adds up. <laughs> exactly. So, so if we get enough of you people that think you're funny with your wacky names, everybody donating twenty five bucks at a time, we end up with a heck of a lot of money. But. I'm looking at some of the donations already. Here's a supporter who donated two thousand dollars. Thank you very much. That's well freaking done. awesome. Two hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. but plenty of twenty five dollars and all that sort of stuff. Charlotte Bailey, fifteen hundred bucks. Thank you very much. Thanks, Charlotte. Uh, but we'll be talking about this all week long. Something tells me a certain young Brandon is going to be oh, very oh, generous oh, this year. Oh, oh boy! I Let's hadn't even go, about Brandon. That. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon might donate half the money that we end up with. So. <laughs> Steve Bannon has been taken into custody, if you've been following that whole story. Finally, you can unbolt your doors. Former advisor to (laughs) Trump. off the streets. He has surrendered to authorities. He is indicted. He has been arrested. And so that's that's all I got to say on that. Defying a phony subpoena from Congress? Well, a subpoena from Congress. It was a real subpoena. Boy, the whole, nah, we'll talk about it later. If we talk about it at all. Yeah, I'm not sure I will talk about it later. Maybe you talk about it and I'll walk out of the room. I'm just not sure I'm interested in talking about it. Steve Bannon walks into prison, sits down next to a guy. The guy says, wow, you look terrible. How long you been in? <laughs> I just got here. Just what? Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Elon Musk back in the news. we got to catch up on that. Um, as he sold a whole bunch of his stock and did some wacky things, he did more wacky things over the weekend. Uh, is it worth buying an electric car? Wall Street Journal with a pretty good breakdown today. It's, you might have been thinking about it more with the crazy price of gas setting a new record over the weekend for how high gas is all across America. You know what? We need to do that because I have information on where we get our energy in the United States, and it will absolutely blow out of the water the lunatic notion that we can do it with solar and wind. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Love that. All on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A judge on Friday officially ended Britney Spears' conservatorship after 13 years. The media is very excited that she's back on her feet so they can knock her right back down again. 
There's definitely some truth to that. Mm. As they, they're one of the reasons she went so crazy. She had her kids taken away from her in the first place. Is constantly surveilling her, and why this story gets so much attention. I mean, Brett Bear broke into his newscast on Friday when all this happened. As most of you, I think, know, Judge Penny today, after a hearing, decided to agree with Britney Spears, and as of today, effective immediately, the conservatorship has been terminated as to both the person and the estate. Today's the day. Today's the day Brittany's free. Today's the day we celebrate her freedom. All right. Jail those people. Wow. That's an ironic wish. Oh, what I the know. hell? I know. I know. Britney's body, Britney's choice, or whatever. What of all what? the? Seriously, you only get so many days on Earth, <laughs> like thirty-six thousand, roughly. Don't spend any of them doing that. Really, I mean, of all the causes, we we're just talking about Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, or maybe abortions, your thing, or stopping a war, or st- stopping this or that, or the death penalty, whatever your issue is. Don't make it freeing Britney Spears. Just got to admit, that conservatorship, though, was scary. Oh, heck yeah. The more you learned about it, the worse it was. And the idea that the government and the courts would enforce that sort of lack of liberty, it's horrifying. That's the only way you can justify covering this story is the fact that those things can exist. And if you're not famous like Britney Spears, nobody even hears about the fact that you took away your, you know, your daughter's ability to control her money and you just soak her. But anyway, that crowd... Britney body, yay! Is that are, were, they, were they the same people that used to be at the Michael Jackson trials? I wonder whether they just moved on after his unfortunate passing. Um, got a number of things I want to get to today. I don't have time for all of them. Christy, Chris Christie's got a new book out. Uh, he's a former governor of New Jersey. He is he is beyond a doubt, not even close running for president. I mean, he's clearly laying the groundwork for running for president in 2024. Um, Beto O'Rourke just announced today he's running for governor of Texas. Oh, what? Yeah. It's just uh, he, he sat down with his wife and his closest friends and said to them, I don't think I'm a big enough joke yet. <laughs> I need to be humiliated one more time to really get to the 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 jokey status I seek. Right, that's kind of the kind of what I thought. Um, got a person who used to run a police homicide unit that wrote a piece for the Washington Post yesterday. I want to get to later this hour. Homicides in a whole bunch of our major major cities are up this year from last year. If you remember read that. Yeah. If you remember last year was probably the biggest jump in our nation's history in terms of homicide from one year to the next. I mean, we've only got numbers going back to the early 60s, but it's hard to imagine there was ever a time where we ever went up that much in one year of homicides and we're up again this year in a whole bunch of different cities. Anyway, we got one uh, person from a homicide unit uh talking about why that is. So we'll get to that later. Queen Elizabeth sprained her back over the weekend, is going to miss a bunch of public appearances. This is like the fifth ailment in a row for the 150-year-old monarch. I have a feeling things aren't headed the right direction for her. 
Well, they're headed the inevitable direction, aren't they? Right, which could be the end of the monarchy. I mean, I'm sorry that the old lady sprained her back. That sounds painful. It does sound The awful. fact that she missed public appearances, please. Even if I were a Brit, please, please. A monarchy in the 21st century? And I mentioned the Wall Street Journal did a breakdown today of whether or not it's worth it to buy an electric vehicle. It actually depends on where you live. Um but we could get into that a little bit because I think a lot of people are thinking, do I get a car with better gas mileage or electric car or whatever? Because gas prices where they are right now, if they stay that way for a while, it's rough. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And uh, no sign of changing either. No, like, heck uh, no. Everything else. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We've got to play the, the clip from MSNBC, one of their talking heads explaining how the inflation doesn't matter. Please. So if you're scared and you're broke and you're wondering how to stretch your dollars and you're living check to check, stop whining. MSNBC is going to set you straight. Stay with us. Latest numbers on Elon Elon Musk. The world's richest man is now worth almost $300 billion. That is just incredible. Wasn't yeah. the wasn't, wasn't the number like fifty like a year ago? Now it's three hundred billion for the world's richest man. Holy crap! It's like discussing the infrastructure bill. It's funny money. It is these numbers don't mean anything to anybody anymore. If he could turn that into cash, he could buy half the countries on Earth. Did you hear the shot he took at uh, Bernie Sanders? I Bernie did. tweeted that uh, we need to tax the rich more, and Elon tweeted back, "I forgot you're alive." <laughs> what kind of tweet? <laughs> Bernard Sanders. That's, that's the best you got. America's richest 11-year-old boy. I forgot you were alive. That's not what? nice. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And the dirty little secret here, Willie, while nobody likes to pay more, on average, we have the money to do so. Household savings hit a record high over the pandemic. We didn't really have anywhere to go out and spend. And as we said a moment ago, we're expecting retail sales this holiday season to break records. For those who own their homes, the value of our homes are up. And while the stock market isn't the economy, you got over half of American households with some investment in the markets, and the markets have hit record highs. So we need to put all of this in perspective. That's Stephanie Rule of Morning Joe fame on MSNBC explaining why inflation doesn't really matter and you shouldn't worry about it. Wow, where do you begin to unpack that? Okay, first of all, we'll begin at the end. The slightly over 50% of Americans who have some involvement in the market, it's almost exclusively, percentage-wise, 401Ks, retirement accounts, they can't touch. Number two, those gains are on paper. Everybody knows the market is overheated and is just waiting for the moment it goes kerblooey. I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it will soon, but it's going to settle. It's got to cool off and settle back down again. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely got to. The idea that, well, savings rates, blah, 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 that is a one-time phenomenon caused partly by the pandemic. And the idea that because you saved more than usual for a year, you can endure high inflation for the rest of your life, that's just stupid. I mean, that's just not math. That How far will they go 
to spin things so that there's no negatives reflecting on the Biden administration. Getting up there and saying, don't worry about inflation. Everybody's got plenty of money. That's what she said. What an insane thing to claim. Good God. Yeah, from doing this show from years and following politics for a long, long time, the price of gas seems to impact. I've, I've always thought it was ridiculous. The price of what, what gas costs, I think, um, uh, has an oversized influence on people's view, view of the economy. But it does. And, uh, and gas is high. So, well, if you add groceries to that, because that is seriously a personal, nobody has to be spun on grocery prices. Nobody has to be informed that grocery prices are high. Every mom, every dad who goes to the grocery store fills up the cart and says, oh my God, I'm not sure I can afford this. Every single time you got to feed your kids. I mean, you don't have to tell them that something's gone awry. And for MSNBC, one of their uh, alleged economic uh, authorities to say, yeah, don't worry about it. Your house is worth plenty. The stock market's up. Stop it. You, you were saving a lot during COVID. You have plenty of money. Great Scott, how tone deaf can you be? By the way, Joe mentioned this. So Elon Musk uh, over the weekend, we found out he's worth almost $300 billion is the latest. But um, Bernie Sanders tweeted out that we must demand that the extremely wealthy pay their fair share. And Elon Musk responded with, I keep forgetting you're still alive. (laughs) 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 To Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that does ah. not raise the level of our discourse. And I'm sure child. I'm not sure politically that uh, that helps you any either. Well, <laughs> if if almost three hundred billion dollars isn't uh, fu money, there is no such thing. Um, oh, so we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. If you don't know what that is, we'll explain it to you a little bit later. But it, uh, we, 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 we set aside a week to do that. We're going to try to raise a half a million dollars. Donations are coming in. We always like when people have wacky names. This was inevitable. $500 from somebody calling themselves Brandon McBrandon Face. Nice. So I like that. 500 bucks. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. LGB. Let's go, Brandon. Donated $50. And we've got Hank, whose pronouns are Earl and his royal brandedness, <laughs> who donated $1,000. Well played, my friend. Well played. His royal brandedness. Nice. Anywho. So we, just, it's, it's easy to donate. And when you're doing it, you, you fill out the credit card stuff, but then you can have a public name just for the website. And that's where you can start to have some fun. Or be anonymous, whatever you like. Yeah, we like that. Big fans of that. Um, So uh, speaking of what stuff costs and whatnot, Wall Street Journal is out today with a... An article about how much EVs, electric vehicles, can actually save you and whether or not it's a good idea. How much do electric vehicles cost to fill up, in quotes, compared with buying gasoline? Where you live is the biggest factor, and EV road trips could lead to sticker shock. Their overall uh, argument is that depending on where you live, it can save you money for your around town back and forth to work. If you have to go on a trip, it ain't, at least right now, the best way to go. Um, which I don't think is probably surprising to anybody. Oh, yeah, I've, I've always just assumed that we would keep one gas car for trips. Yeah, although there are billions and billions and billions of dollars in this infrastructure thing we just passed to put charging stations all across the country, so it's going to be easier to drive across country, I think. As for the cost, I don't know. Well, you're way more hip to this than me now that you have an EV. For the folks too busy to say electric car, um... I can gas up in like two minutes from an empty tank. Yeah. 
fully charging a, a battery that's down fairly low, that takes quite a while, doesn't it? It does, I think, with your average electric vehicle. And uh, text me if you have any uh, experience with that. I I, uh, I have a Tesla, and they've got their supercharging stations, which are just crazy powerful. And you can charge up your whole car like while I'm in the ga- in the grocery store, I usually do it, and it charges up quite a bit like in the half hour I'm in there. But again, that's a lot different than wheeling into a gas station and it takes you two minutes to fill up your tank and you're driving another four or five hundred miles, depending on the size of your tank. According to the Wall Street Journal, if you charge at home to the tune of a dollar or two each day, um, uh, that is how much you're going to save. Um, so it's not going to add up to a lot, depending on where you live. And I've got the breakdown to give you an idea. A lot of it has to do with the price of gas. Gas is crazy high right now. Is it going to stay high? Probably not. And it'll go back down. And these numbers won't be as advantageous here in six months as they are now. But right now, if you lived in Spokane, Washington, on average, if you're an average driver, you would save about $800 a year by driving an electric vehicle. Okay. Well, 800 bucks a year. I would say changing cars, especially if you're going to buy new take a long time to come out on the positive end of that oh no that would be crazy i, I mean so. if you're at the point you're going to buy a new car and you're going to spend roughly what it would cost us to, to buy the ev of your choice then okay you're saving 800 bucks a year mm-hmm. if um, you then that's the best case scenario gas is crazy high and you live in spokane washington where the gas is high and the electricity is low as you go down to other c- cities in Charleston, South Carolina, which made the top 10, but now you're already down to saving $400 a year. Mm. Yeah, okay. I the, get you. The lifestyle, the convenience of an electric vehicle, you're saving $400 a year. We're, I would say, based on these numbers, we're not even close to um, there yet as a pull factor. Right. Well, you know, I'm fabulously wealthy. I play in a weekly poker game with Elon Musk, and the ante's a billion dollars. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to do a ton for $400 no, a year. No, no, you're not. I mean, because no. you're down to, what, 30 bucks a month, 32 bucks a month. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, speaking of saving money, this is great news from our friends at Simply Safe, giving A&G listeners access to all their Black Friday deals, 50% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe, indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it, and it is super affordable. Yeah, we've talked about the mood around crime. Gallup's got their latest poll out. About 75% of people think crime is going up in the nation. Over half of people feel like crime is going up in their own neighborhood. Well, then you certainly want a good home security system if you're, you know, in that uh, 50% of people that feel that way. And Simply Safe is the best. It's the best home security system of 2021, according to U.S. News and World Report. You customize it for your own home online. You order it, comes in, you set it up yourself. And you can't take the folks out to dinner with a bottle of wine or two for what Simply Safe costs. You can customize your complete home security system starting at just over a hundred bucks. So take advantage of that fabulous sale. Get fifty percent off your new home security system. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Uh thanks uh, to Simply Safe for supporting the A and G show. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I was just in the uh, lunchroom getting a little coffee, and they got the TV on the Travel Channel, and they were talking about mm. spontaneous human combustion on mm. the Travel Channel. Mm. Uh, I guess that's travel. You travel from being alive to not. Is it kind of like how on the Learning Channel they have My 600-Pound Life? 
Nazis, fat people, and 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 dwarf hoarders. Yeah, so on the on the on the travel channel, they got spontaneous human combustion. Whatever you got to do to get eyeballs, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, oh, speaking of electricity and, and energy consumption and saving money and that sort of thing, uh, I want to talk to you about where we get our electric power in America. We have all of those figures handy, um, and it will it will turn you into a militant anti phony green economy person because the the politicians the lefties are so wildly unrealistic and that's what i really object to uh those facts and figures you really need them to be an intelligent uh you know discusser of this this topic we'll have those for you okay that's coming up it's coming up next don't go away gotcha armstrong and getty The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biden is going to sign the big $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill on Monday. Uh, So (laughs) expect to see new signs all around the city that say your tax dollars at work next to a big mound of dirt that sits there for five years. That's my experience. Yes. Yes, I appreciate hearing a lefty say that. Bill Maher. That is all of our experiences, isn't it? Hey, uh, just a, next a, to a big pile of dirt that sits there for five years. <laughs> a couple of quick pieces of business. First of all, everybody, thanks for donating so far to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. Give as generously as you can. We'll talk more about that next hour. Uh, also, uh, thanks, everybody, who downloads the podcast. We made uh, top ten uh, in the whole world for the iHeartMedia app. Um, if you ever miss a chunk of the show, we, we do the show on demand via podcast. Uh, wherever you get podcasts, or you can go to armstrongandgetty.com for a link or, or whatever you like. So thanks for listening, however and whenever you do it. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, so I found this so interesting. Uh, loyal listener Paolo with a, uh, a quick email. As these graphs show, and I will discuss the graphs in a moment, because this is radio and you can't see them. As these graphs show, petroleum, natural gas, and coal account for 80% of U.S. energy consumption, adding up to about 80 quadrillion BTU of energy per year. 80 quadrillion. Applying the conversion factor with this calculator, and I followed all the links, uh, that comes to about 23 trillion kilowatt hours of electricity needed to replace the energy we're currently getting from fossil fuels. 23 trillion, okay? Remember that. The U.S. currently produces about 4 trillion kilowatts annually, uh, of which about 59% comes from fossil fuels. Um, that's interesting. So anyway, so it looks like getting off fossil fuels will require that we generate five to six times as much electricity as we currently are with, uh, with uh, the solar power, etc. At the same time, uh, for instance, PG&E plans to close the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant, which cleanly provides about 9% of California's electricity, despite the fact that a joint study team from Stanford and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology said that it was well worth keeping the thing open. But it's political pressures and, and just half-informed readers of, of Mother Jones who are afraid of nuclear power that keeps shutting it down. Yeah, I saw this over the weekend. Solar farms require 400 times more land than a nuclear plant. Wow. Wow. For the same amount of energy. And you can't fool me. You don't grow solar panels on farms anyway. Exactly. It's idiotic. They're manufactured. Water them as much as you want. They won't grow. 
So here you go. Here's your U.S. energy consumption by source and sector. Um, petroleum provides 37%. Natural gas, 32%. Hmm. Also a fossil fuel. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that they're practically tied. So we're up to 69%. Renewable. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's not go renewable yet. Let's, let's skip down to coal. Joe Manchin, 11.3%. So we're up to 80% now. And, uh, and, and nuclear, which to me is a green fuel. Uh, the, the lefties don't believe it, but that's another 8%. So we're at roughly 88.7%. Uh, and sure enough, there's renewable energy, the green energy, supplying about 11.5% of America's uh, electric power. Even in 2021, oh. it's only uh, barely double digits. Well, actually, it, it was in 2019, just to be completely accurate. That's the, the latest year that we have figures for, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, let's say, let's round it up. Now it's at 13. It's the glorious solar revolution. We're at 13%. So you're talking about, even if we, you know, okay, let's be generous. America wakes up, we double nuclear. Hell, we two and a half times uh, produce the nuclear. Well, let's get that up to 20%, okay? So then you all you have to do is 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 somehow replace the 66% of uh fossil fuel power that we use with stuff that supplies such a teeny fragment right now. I mean, the idea that we are going to use and this is my point in bringing this up. It's such a stupid, wasteful, and, and, and deliberately corrupt plan that we're going to decimate the fossil fuel industry. For instance, I don't know, shut down pipelines and, and cancel oil leases and don't frack and don't uh, deal with the oil sands, uh, the rest of it. The idea that we're going to do that and instead turn to the technologies of today to, to uh, supply that lost power is insane. And 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 we haven't even dealt with the question of if uh, and and this is the fantasy, all of America's internal combustion engines become electric engines. Well, that's going to put an enormous new load on the power grid, new demand. So the numbers we were just throwing around are are, are not even as big as as they would be. So we are at such a teeny tiny percentage of the capability we need to go green at this point and the the investment needed with today's technology to do that would be just mind-bogglingly expensive i mean nobody can even calculate the number it would cause as jack pointed out just vast swaths of the american landscape to be covered with solar farms which would have to be torn out and those panels recycled because and i'm sorry and gigantic wind farms going whoo and producing power sometimes when it's windy. Um, we are so we are light years away. I want to watch a movie, honey. Do you think the wind will blow tonight so we can watch a movie? Exactly. The president, one of his more hilarious comedy riffs, the former president. Uh, we are so far from Greta Thunberg's uh, idea of what we ought to be doing for energy. We would collapse the world economy five times over. And and as I said, we we need to. Instead of making the big switch, decimating the economy, and trusting today's totally insufficient technology, we need to have a, a moon race, a technological race, and it's already going on for tomorrow's technologies. Meanwhile, keep producing 
fossil fuels as cheaply, as cleanly, as safely, and as domestically as possible. Well, we're working on those technologies. Because the idea of solar and wind is going to power us is idiotic. Might as well say unicorn farts. So we have a bit of breaking news. The closing arguments are going on in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Judge has dismissed the gun charge, or one of the gun charges, a misdemeanor weapons possession charge, because you can possess a long-barreled rifle at age 17 in Wisconsin. So that charge, for whatever reason at this point, has been thrown out. And uh, I guess the jury is likely to get the case today. And who knows, Law? They'll yeah. come back in an hour or four days. We have no idea. It might be 10 minutes, although if they serve them lunch, it'll be lunch in 10 minutes. Uh, also breaking news, Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont will not run for re-election next year. It's a shame he's really become quite the fixture in the Senate. Literally, he's been there since 1974. Eight six-year terms. He got yes, going on a half century. I'm not a term limit guy, but man, nobody should serve that long. Just shouldn't. We need to rotate more people. He calls Joe Biden the kid. Uh, and quickly this. COVID cases are up nationwide. We're now averaging over 80,000 a day. It's up double digits in the 14-day rolling average. Deaths are still going down. But I don't know how long that's going to last. We've still got but, over 1,100 deaths a day. Yeah, which is which is crazy high, although the, the rise in cases has not as yet caused the corresponding rise in hospitalizations and deaths because so many people have either already had it or are vaccinated. Cool. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty.com. Armstrong and Getty.